<laughs> wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Welcome back to PM in the AM, a comedy podcast designed for listeners of all ages. The show where our main goal is to make you laugh out loud no matter where you're listening. Each week we do that by taking a deep dive into some of the dumbest and funniest questions and debate topics we find on the internet. My name is Porter McNeely. I am joined by the wonderful, the amazing, the student, the... That was dumb. I was going to... And then it went downhill. <laughs> don't remind me of that. That's not... I don't want that included in my list. Okay, okay. Scratch student replace with intelligent Blake Bushman. Uh, <laughs> was that better for you, Blake? Yeah, I'll I'll take that. That because that just means I'm smart. A student means that I uh, am still trying to get there. Smart means I've made it. So no, I was definitely not searching for student. But af- after I said awesome, I could not think of another word because I was trying to go down. I mean, like, there's only so many words to describe me. So that's <laughs> you right now. I get it. No, that's fine. <laughs> well, next time I do the intro, I'm literally gonna like look up like a list of like 40 words that are sim- synonyms. Is it? I always get that mixed up with cinnamon. Cinnamons, synonyms, <laughs> synonyms of the word awesome, and I am just gonna read them all for you, Blake, because you deserve every single one for trucking back to school for another year yeah it's it's been a rough it's been a rough week i mean we haven't even done anything yet but uh just the fact that i had to wake up and go was awful i'm gonna be honest i don't enjoy it at all um if you're a kiddo listening to this enjoy school while it's still fun because at your age if you're not my age school is pleasant when you get to the to the mid-20s that's when it all starts really going down (laughs) When you have all the adult responsibilities of the world on your shoulders, as well as whatever the heck homework the professors want to add to your plate. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Blake. And, uh, you know, we might miss a couple of weeks during this semester because I know things are going to get really busy. But we are going to be on our best, uh, on our A game, I guess I should say, trying to make sure we have a new episode weekly for you. And, I mean, speaking of school, Blake, we have an excellent episode coming up where we are going to be going over the listener-submitted answers to most embarrassing elementary school stories. So we've got a bunch of those sent in that we're going to be doing for our second segment coming up a little bit later. And I'm really excited to get into those. Like, they are absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I I, uh, I haven't even read through all of them, so I'll be hearing some of these for the first time. Uh, but I, the ones that I did read were uh, mostly unfortunate. So <laughs> I'll be... I'll be excited to hear the rest of them along with our listeners here. No, for sure. And we did want to start this episode, Blake. Uh, I was just kind of thinking and actually listening to the episode we posted this last week. uh, And we did a segment on pet peeves or kind of unpopular opinions, kind of opinions that we have that things we just hate. And one of those is actually school related. So I'm going to just get us started by sharing one of those. And I think the worst thing, and this, this happens at the specific university that I went to, my younger sister is now at that university. She has this professor. And like, there is nothing worse than getting an email from him one week before the semester starts telling you like what you're going to be going over. Like, There is no reason for him to be reaching out early. It is not his time to run my life yet. And uh, that that is the absolute worst thing a human being can do, I'm convinced. Yeah, it's funny because when you started talking about this, I thought you were going to go the opposite direction. Because, you know, like we said, I started school this week and I have a professor that I still haven't heard from him. I had a class with him, but he uh, he was just like, yeah, I'll get that the syllabus posted when it's ready. And I'm like, dude, we're we're moving. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I have no idea if I need to be doing anything. At least that guy was, you know, just taking some initiative and doing his job. 
he probably just, you know, scheduled the email to send out a little too early. But either way, you know, first day of class is when we need to have things ready. Not the week before. Yeah. Nor the week after. I don't know. The week after is a little bit of a panic because it does tell you, you just spent thousands of dollars enrolling in a course that is going to be completely crazy. And you're probably going to have to like remind the professor that you turned in assignments multiple times and you're going to have to go out of your way just to pass the class normally. And that is probably the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. I just had a professor. I, I took some, some classes over the summer trying to speed up my, uh, my program here. And this dude, Look, I, I'm not one to really complain about professors all that often, but this dude was what some might call a certified moron. Like, I cannot believe this dude has a job. I mean, he's got tenure on tenure, apparently, because he is locked in for life. I, I could ramble on about this man, but needless to say, the only reason we got our final grades posted was because there was a long sh- thread of us uh, talking to each other in like the school like Canvas app. You can send messages in that he saw and was like, okay, yeah, I just posted them. But it was like two weeks after the deadline for when final grades were supposed to be posted. So I'm almost certain he just kind of was like, ah, yeah, I'll be a B. Okay, I'll give that guy a C. I think he just did it randomly based off of how well he liked us in the class. Oh, for sure. I did pass. So uh, that's good. But yeah, professors can be questionable at best. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You actually reminded me of an experience I had in my... uh educational experience in college and we actually had a a very similar professor however you know I just I accidentally scheduled two classes at the same time you know which is an absolute rookie move how do you even manage that I didn't think it allowed you to well it didn't I scheduled one at a different time but I ended up having to go to that class during the other class time because Uh, my work schedule wasn't going to allow me to make it to the original one And so I just put in the back of my mind, like, I'll just drop this second class eventually, like I'll get to it. Needless to say, halfway through the semester, I remembered I was enrolled in this other class, uh, which was a very challenging, well, should have been a very challenging class. And I was like, oh, dang, this is this is not good. And so I just went back and like, tried to do all the assignments to the best of my ability, you know, probably was grasping about 10% of the concepts in the class. Luckily for me, that professor was horrible. And uh, turns out I passed that class with a B and I never went to that class. Uh, I think I went one time. I went one time to the class because I was like trying to figure out at the end if there was a final or something. But other than that, I literally did not go to an in-person class and I got a B. That was probably the most proud I've ever been of myself in the school system. (laughs) This is when you didn't go to class. All right, noted. I'm not going to go to my classes this year and I'll let you know how that works out for me. I'm telling you, there's a shot. If you got professors like that, there is a shot. That professor eventually was fired after that semester because of how many complaints he was getting. Yes, he was horrible to work with. The back and forth was terrible. And yeah, he he ended up basically having meetings with us at the end of the semester. And um, we're just like, here's all the assignments that I submitted. And he's like, okay, like what grade do you think you deserve? And so I, you know, never attending the class. I shot right in the middle with a B and that's exactly what I got. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to say C because that's like, oh, this guy probably doesn't deserve to pass for sure. If you say A, he's like, okay, this guy's just a liar. A B B is really probably (laughs) the only way I'd believe it. I'd be like, okay, he tried, but he's also not too full of himself. I'll give it to him. B B was a good move on that one. (laughs) It was excellent. Uh, Blake, what kind of unpopular opinions or pet peeves do you have for us today? Yeah. You know, and we've talked about some of these before, so if I am uh, repeating myself, it's just because I believe in it so strongly. And if you're listening now for the first time, you'll get a little glimpse into my life. And really, 
I'm just going to go with an unpopular opinion here. We're just getting out of summer, and I'm going to be honest. Summer is awful. Summer is the worst month, or season, excuse me. The only reason people like summer is because when you're a kid, you don't have school. That's There's no other reason that people are like, oh, yeah, summertime. It's garbage. It's way too hot to really want to do anything outside. Fall and spring have much better temperatures. In the winter, it's, you know, holiday season, so you're getting all that stuff. In the summer, all it is is no school. But when you're out of school and you're still just going to work, you don't get a summer break. Summer is the worst season. That's trash. Everybody does their vacation in the summer. The variability of the weather. Because the variability of the weather, you're not going to... No, Why do people do their vacations in the summer? Because it's the best time of year to go on vacation. It's the only time they don't have school. (laughs) That's the only reason. <laughs> well, you're stupid if you're you're not going to like go in the fall when everybody else's kids are in school. Wait a minute. Yeah. Going in the <laughs> fall is way better. <laughs> what There's no reason to do your vacations only in the summer. It's dumb. <laughs> you're going somewhere. Uh, you want to go to the beach somewhere? Okay, have fun burning alive. All right. <laughs> like go in the, you know, but the beach of uh, Oregon. You, you no. can't have a better time the Oregon coast than in the summer. Oregon's great. Oregon is beautiful all year long. Maybe not. Maybe I don't. Maybe don't recommend it in the winter. But there's enough things going on in the winter. You don't need to vacation then. Go in the spring. That sounds lovely. Let me piggyback on your pet peeve there. And I don't. I guess this is an unpopular opinion. But I. I don't know how you're going to react to this one. But I think splash pads, like city splash pads, where it's just like a bunch of little fountains shooting and buckets of water tipping down. Number one, I think they're like the stupidest thing ever. And I even thought that as a kid. So to be fair, I'm not just saying this as an adult. Like, yeah, obviously, that's another part of the opinion I want to say is like, if you're an adult, I don't think you should wear your swimsuit to the splash pad. I think Adults that should be allowed as splash pads. Are they like? Can you, as as a twenty something year old person, Porter, can you yourself walk out on the splash pad? I think you'd get kicked off. I I think I would need to be an accompaniment of you know a child. I would need to have a kid yeah. with me to go. I I think you should be kicked out. But I just don't think, I think they should save the money and put it towards a swimming pool in the city and not do the splash pad because, I mean, number one, you're just going to slip and hit your head on the concrete. Number two, they're always cold. Like you can never be warm while you're at a splash pad. You can swim in a nice warm pool and be fine. And uh, yeah, that's the only reasons I got, but it's the worst activity. I'll do you one better. Uh, I don't really particularly enjoy like recreational swimming anyways, so... When you said swap it out for a, a swimming pool, even then I was like, yeah, that sounds like a bummer. <laughs> At least the splash pad was free, you know? So uh, you want to know why people like swimming? Because it's too hot in the summer, okay? It's too hot to do anything else that's actually enjoyable. You want to go on a hike? No, you'll die. Like, just don't. No, that's it. why you go on a hike Summers. is because you go somewhere where it's cooler. No. <laughs> You've been on a hike recently, Porter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't think you had because if you go on a hike now, if you don't make it back down before like 9 a.m., you're going to become a rotisserie chicken on the side of that mountain. Like you, you're going to be looking just like those hot dogs on the rollers at the gas station. It's, it's brutal out there. Oh, I know I have heard you bring that point up before and I think you're starting to wear me down. Because I am reminded of, you know, going outside at 8 p.m. and I'm still sweating. And that's definitely an uncomfortable feeling. Although this summer, where we are, has not been nearly as hot. So I think it's been better. What? It's like 91 versus it's been 100 degrees. We had like a 
two-week stretch where it was over 100 every day. Anything no. in the 90s is brutal. Like, it's... Arizona has been breaking records for having... Yeah, Arizona. Do you live there? Okay, but it's... I'm just saying, like, pretty much everywhere has had record heat this year. Except for here. No, it has been way hot here. I don't... I don't know if the city. No, I'm looking this up live. I'm looking this up. The temperatures have been way higher this year. It has been no devastating. Eighties, high eighties. It's been now that it's finally coming into September. It's it's high eighties. It should be high eighties all summer. No, I think it has been. That's what I'm trying to say. No, it. it, We had a good two week stretch where it was over a hundred every single day. I mean, I'm looking. I can't find any data because I don't know how to search the weather, but. I don't think this has been the hottest summer. Like this I, summer I mean, is fairly mild. Multiple heat warnings on my, uh, you know, how the weather app will get stuff to you. Yeah, let's see. Record breaking heat wave is what I just typed. You probably in. got that when you were sitting in your car. No, I mean it just comes on my phone for like a general <laughs> weather. Weather. Your car had just sat in the parking lot all day, and then you got in your car, and then you okay, got. Okay, hang warning. on, hang on, hang on. This is from NASA. Okay, they don't know where we're at. No, this is in general. Okay, twenty NASA clocks July 2023 as the hottest month ever on record since 1880. So it has been hotter than it ever has been in the past 200 years. I'm shocked by that news. Yeah, so <laughs> it's summer's garbage. I am sick of it. I'll let my rant end there, but um, it's, it's too hot. I don't like it. All right, I mean... Good pet peeve, Blake. Moving along. So I want to bring up another one, and, and this one, uh, this is a repetitive one. This, again, is something that I've brought up, but it comes with a new story. And so my unpopular opinion is, well, this is a this is probably a popular opinion that drug tests are stupid if you don't do drugs. But anyway, so I got a new job, Blake, and I had to take another drug test. So oh, the quarter versus- This is the first time. Okay. Yeah, this is this is a little news. I'm sure the uh, family and friends are hearing that the first time as well. But yeah, as of as of yesterday, I've accepted a new position, more professional position that I'm really excited about moving forward. So all right, uh, yeah, gonna be. Well, I've already quit delivering packages, and uh, I'll be moving forward with my career. But lovely. That means Porter versus drug test. This is probably like part four or five of the saga. And this happened this morning, Blake. So I luckily was able to avoid the scene of my horrible drug test crime that you did want to hear about. Well, that was actually the same scene. I'm talking about the uh, bubble guts experience that I had at a different drug testing center. If you want to hear that story, head to the episode titled Drug Test Tales and the Butt Effect. And you can hear all about my previous three or four or whatever drug test stories that are horrible. But uh, yeah, so anyway, um, this morning I had to go take another drug test. And, and this one's not quite as great, but I did uh, indeed roll up with the shy bladder syndrome for the first time. And it happens. Uh, it happens to me every freaking time, even though I feel like I drink enough water to, you know, be like a whole liter. It's like I feel like I'm doing doing everything in my power. So anyway, they sent me back down in the chair right next to the same water cooler, adapted up, you know, because I've been in that place three or four times, always getting drug tested, got my styrofoam cup and I've learned a thing or two now. So I started sipping the water because I learned what happens if you just chug the water. So I sip the water and tell myself, I'm going to go, I'm going to stay here a little bit longer. I'm not going to try and do it so fast this time just to make it healthier for my body. So three or four other people, you know, same thing are sitting there. They finish their, you know, terrible water drinking cycle they tell the attendant lady, hey, I'm ready to go back and do my thing or whatever. They immediately call those people back. So I think in my head, I've got to make sure that I am 100% ready for this. And so she's going to call me like right back right after I go tell her. So I wait, an hour passes, and I've been drinking water for a straight hour. 
And I tell the lady, I'm like, hey, I am ready to go. And she proceeds to do me so dirty because she forgot to radio back. And so I had to wait another 15 to 20 minutes. Just And, and at that point, I was ready to explode. Every dance. I, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was literally, I stood up and I was pacing around the lobby, dude. I had the piece so bad. So, yeah. Porter versus drug like- test part four. Has anybody ever had a regular drug test experience? Like, you, painless, you walk in, you do your business, and you leave? Like, clearly just, not me. Has it ever gone smoothly? I've only done one drug test in my entire life, and I sat there for a good while trying to go to the bathroom. So I don't know <laughs> if any if it's ever happened to anybody or if we're just, like, special. I'd be curious I am, to hear I am that definitely the wrong kind of special. But yeah, I want to know if anybody else has this pain. Or if it's just me, because it is literally every time. I think I have drug test anxiety. Like, I think it's a literal fear. I don't know if it's drug testitis or what, but like, mm, I don't actually do drugs. And I just wish the medical know that. Yeah. yeah, drug testitis. <laughs> that sounds right. sounds reason. like something else, but. <laughs> uh, what are they really checking for? But yeah, so I had to, uh, had to share that one. That's definitely up there on the top of my things that I hate list. That's that's great. Speaking of things that I hate, I've already talked about my disdain for summer. I'm not a big sides guy like uh, during meals. And I don't know if this is a common thing or if this is, you know, uncommon. I know in my in my my family, my wife and I, she could eat only sides and be thrilled. She'd eat sides for every meal and just be as happy as can be. Meanwhile, I would rather just not do any sides. I think the effort I have to put in to make a side is so not worth it. If I'm making steaks, I'm, I just give me the steak. I don't want, you know, I don't need a side salad. I don't need a mac and cheese. Like, I'll eat it if it's there, but I don't think it's worthwhile if I have to make it. Yeah, I just want to verify that this is true because I have seen like a two pound bowl of steak that you were just having for lunch. He wasn't even having water with this steak. It was just <laughs> an absolute massive pile of steak. That is what Blake eats. That is yeah. what he does. Two pounds and might I, be an understatement. I think <laughs> I think that day I had about three pounds of steak. Okay. I, I washed it down with the water. Like, you know, I... <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's fair, though. I feel like I could kind of agree with that one up to a certain point. Because if you're making a salad, waste of time. But if you're making some sort of a potato dish... Or, you know, corn on the cob. You got to enhance the dish. A nice cornbread uh, corn, to go with something. Corn on the cob is just too hard to eat. Corn on the no cob. No way. Corn, corn on the cob's not worth it to me. I got to, like, get out the butter. And then I'm eating <laughs> it. It's like flossing my teeth at the same time. It's, I just, it tastes fine. But, like, it's just not it worth delicious. That I have to go. Because See? a side will never taste as good as the main dish. So let me eat more of the main dish. I mean, I guess it depends on who's preparing and what the main dish is and so that's why i think that opinion's wrong because i've definitely gone out to eat at certain places and you know you try the mashed potatoes on your plate and you're like wow this steak is about to be sent directly from heaven and then you cut into it and it's absolutely raw or something and it's not even that good and so i definitely counter your argument with personal experience and i think that's a load of baloney i've never once gotten the steak even if it wasn't cooked right like and been like, this is worse than mashed potatoes. Not, not. I don't <laughs> think it's possible. Like, oh, it is. Like, I'm sure, about to uh, dunk on potatoes, and then get you like you're, you know, disappointed when it's not an incredible steak. But if you were like, hey, now you've tried the mashed potatoes and the steak, I'm gonna take one of them away. You only get to eat one of these. There's a 
0.0% chance I would ever not keep the stake. I'm keeping that stake every time. Okay, let me dunk on Texas Roadhouse here because this happened to us on Saturday. Well, that's your My problem. wife ordered a Get steak it's, from Texas It's good. Roadhouse. It's cheap. I'm not even talking steak. I'm talking a burger. Oh, okay. My no, wife orders a burger from Texas Roadhouse. They bring it out to her. And you know like the the cylinder tubes of hamburger, when you open it up, it's just you know completely red. It's like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer nose red. Wait, wait, wait. Before you continue the story, what cylinder tube of hamburger are you talking about? Every it's ground beef, ground beef. Everybody is going to know what I'm talking about. They're just yes. little tubes of ground beef that are not like preformed patties. You've I, never been to a grocery store ever. I oh oh, you mean like when you you can get like sausage and it comes in like the yeah like it's the same thing, container. but it's ground beef. Well, yeah. Why were you talking about the grocery store packaging when you get when you're at Texas Roadhouse? Because I'm trying to describe the color okay. of the meat that was served. Uh, in your... Okay. All right. All right. I'm with you. <laughs> They served her a 99.9% raw hamburger, and uh, so she like took one bite into it, and it was just straight red, just like the color of the ground beef. So we sent that back, and so the fries on that plate, to my point, were definitely better than the burger. And so I think your side's argument is wrong, and I don't uh, think it. Then, then I think she, it's true in most cases. She got the burger back and then ate the burger. She got a new burger, right? And right. and then it was she did eat the fries. <laughs> So your point is debunked. <laughs> it was not at the point it was served originally. I'm gonna be honest. I'm talking though. about the point of service. You you could feed me that one just straight raw, and we've talked about it. I I don't like sending things back. I'm too big of a pansy for that. I don't like the confrontation. I would have thrown down that burger and then just like picked at the fries because I only you like fries if they're hot. If fries aren't like piping hot. I'm not eating. You would have thrown down that burger and walked directly into the hospital across the highway because right, your correct. stomach would have needed to have been pumped. It correct. was so I would have done that. I would, I would go from Texas Roadhouse to the hospital before I was uh, courageous enough to like send my food back. I can't no, I guarantee. I applaud those who are able to because I just... I, I can't do it. It was so bad. I think the waiter would have walked by and been like, sir, are you sure you want to eat raw ground beef? Like, we're not even supposed to let you. Like, it was that bad. He literally was, he saw, he's like, wow, sorry, our cooks suck. And then I like, took it back to the kitchen. Like, he was even mad. I mean, there we have some good uh, unpopular opinions and pet peeves. We're going to be getting into the elementary embarrassing stories, and they're going to be hilarious. So stay tuned. We'll be right into that. And we are back. We have a amazing listener submission segment this week where we're going over embarrassing elementary school stories. Blake and I embarrassed ourselves enough on the last episode. Blake's highlight of getting sprayed with the pee super soaker uh, was excellent. And so I think we've kind of spared ourselves. You know, we've already shared our stories. We we got to get some from the listeners. And I think these ones are way more embarrassing than ours. What about you? Uh, yes. Yeah, by far. I mean, we, we ourselves probably have some embarrassing stories that we didn't even share, but you know, this is, this is all about our listeners now and we get to embarrass them. We won't, we won't mention their names, but you'll know. So, uh, yeah, these are far worse than anything we shared so far though. I'm excited to, to share these with everybody. Let's get right into it. So the first one we have says we had a little library in our classroom with a little binder where you could sign out books or whatever. I thought it would be funny to write my friend's name next to all the missing books. So at the end of the year, I saw her mom come in and have a talk with the teacher about losing all those books. And she had to pay for them all. (laughs) 
Oh, that's that's fantastic. Because you know, this is probably like this teacher. You know, they have like their little their budget that they've set aside. They bought their they use their own money to buy these books for the class, and, and then you know somehow or another, kids are dumb. They all got missed, and then this one kid got blamed for it all. If if I had to do that as a kid, and my mom had to come in and pay for all that, uh, I don't know if I'd ever go outside again. I think I would have been grounded for eternity, even though. I'm like, I don't even read. <laughs> this couldn't have been me. You know, their best friend spent all summer doing chores because of them to try to make up that money. Oh. Meanwhile, yeah. the actual book thief had an entire library of free books and didn't have any consequences. Wait, so was this the person, they would check out the book, sign their friend's name, and then just not return it? Or did they just go in and autofill all the the missing books to their friend's name. Yeah, that so would say it just says that they wrote their friend's name next to all the ones that were missing. I, either way, it's it's uh, some blatant sabotage. That I yeah. wonder if this person has fessed up to their friend, or you know, after they had to endure the summer of punishment to make up that money, if uh, they just kept it to themselves. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, do you want to hang out? Like, can't this week? Can't next week? Or the week after that? Because I do chores. Trying to uh, pay back. I don't even know why. I didn't read a single book all year. <laughs> I was told I stole the entire Judy B. Jones saga. So, what if it actually was that that kid though, and they didn't they didn't sign there? Also, I got to figure this out, and maybe you can explain this to me. What kind of program is it to where there's a list of all the missing books, and you have to go write down who has these books? If it's not already <laughs> filled out, like, is this just for kids to snitch on each other, or is it like? Oh hey, I missed this book and I'm gonna fess up, so I have to pay for it later. Because that's what I'm thinking. It if they're, they're missing and nobody book. knows, I just, you know, I would, I just wouldn't say anything. Yeah, I, yeah, I think somebody was just supposed to self-report. Like, oh yeah, I took this home and my dog ate it, or I took this home and I threw it away, so I'm gonna write my name next to it now. I, yeah. that's a very valuable point. Yeah, the teacher who put this system in place clearly had it coming for her, and she should have paid for the books on her own. Yeah, or that, his own, I guess. I don't know who the teacher was. That's rough. It's uh, <laughs> That one was more worse for the mom, though, because she had to pay. This one the is it's worse for the, the student. <laughs> says, I was in gym class, and we were doing the presidential fitness test. Sit-ups were part of the exercise of the day. The teacher had us choose a partner, so I picked, up, picked the guy I had a crush on. He was holding my feet while I did sit-ups, and I unleashed the most massive fart I've ever had to date. He made a disgusted face, and while I pretended, nothing happened. As if everyone around it didn't hear or smell it. It was so oh, embarrassing. That is horrible. You're in the middle of a presidential fitness test, and you're doing it with your crush helping you. You're trying to get to like a thousand sit-ups in a minute. You know what I mean? You're trying to crank those out, and I'll tell you what. I don't think I did sit-ups in school a single time without letting a few go. And there's something oh, yeah. about the, there's something about the sit up motion that just like it's like when you squeeze a two a toothpaste. <laughs> That's what it does to your intestine. Like it's just like True. and it just lets it out. Like if you ever bloated, man, start doing some sit ups and you'll be feeling great in no time. So it's hard to fault this person. Where they went wrong was absolutely choosing the person they had a crush on at the time because hard to believe anything after that would have uh, gone how they had hoped. No, that's definitely risky behavior. But I mean, I can understand the logic because when I was in elementary school, I was trying to do so many reps on that presidential fitness test. And I think I would still get like, nobody could get to the top. I feel like they designed it. So unless you were, you know, an ultimate athlete in the third grade, you were going to get like the next level below. 
And so it was just supposed to inspire you to work out all year long to try and get it, but you could never achieve it. Thing yeah. with Max, let's kid. I um, I think I lied on every single one of those <laughs> tests. I, yeah. I would I wouldn't choose the person I had a crush on. I would choose one of my friends, and I'd be like. I think I got like 47 right there. They're like, wow, you're in the top 1% of <laughs> so, Classic Blake yeah, Hoover. Bro- I broke a couple of records back in the day without actually doing anything. So, what if they had like a finals and they sent you to like Washington, D.C. to do sit-ups in front of the president? I was a chubby little kid too. So I show, <laughs> I show up, I'm just this little butterball, and then they got all these kids that are just like the peak of three-year-old fitness or third grade fitness that it's just me trying to compete with them that would have been comedy i wish that would have happened now but uh probably for the best i don't know why they called it like presidential fitness does it have anything to actually do with the president of the united yeah, states it was, it was part of the uh i i could be wrong on this but i'm pretty sure it was part of the obama administration like they're kind of pushed oh. to get kids healthy like they had all the like the healthy school lunches that were absolute garbage and i'll never forgive michelle obama for that she's <laughs> True. terrible person for that um if she ever if i ever meet her she's catching these hands bro i i will i haven't forgiven her to this day for what she did to lunches but i'm pretty sure it was part of that same uh whatever order that they were trying to do to get kids to be less fat that uh it was we had to do the presidential fitness thing that's why that was ridiculous especially because like i'd say like 99 of the presidents we've had i don't i can't think of any of them that were actually fit themselves so maybe they should have kept the presidential fitness challenge for themselves. For the president. <laughs> yeah. It's, and That's what I get actually elected in like you yeah. get elected, great. But before you before your inauguration, you have to do four. You have to meet fitness. certain requirements of <laughs> fitness so we know that you're not gonna die. Yeah. Honestly, not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think we gotta get this enacted before the next election. All right. Let's move ahead. I got a long one here, but it's definitely worth it, so stick with me. My most embarrassing elementary school moment happened when I was in sixth grade. Every year, all the kids in sixth grade would put on a big musical about the history of our state in front of the whole elementary. Each song would talk about a different part of the state's history. Three other boys and I were supposed to sing a song about the role of Native Americans. We were supposed to dress like American Indians, and we had provided and we had to provide our own costumes. I neglected to mention the costume requirement to my mother until the night before the performance. After I went to bed, she stayed up late making my Native American costume and put it in my backpack. When it was almost time for the performance the next day, the music teacher sent us boys to the bathroom to change into our costumes. It turned out that the other three boys were wearing tan pants and long sleeve shirts with tassels and a headband with feathers in it. But when I took out my costume, it was pretty much just a hand towel hanging from a piece of rope. Since it was way too late to do anything about it, I had to put on the costume, join the other boys on stage, and sing a song in front of the entire school wearing nothing but a loincloth. That has to be my favorite thing that has ever happened. You know, that mom is wrong for that. I mean, I there's no way she thought, okay, my son needs a costume for school. All right, I want to make him a loincloth. There's no way that, that, that any sort of thought. I mean, she was, she must have been, I don't even know, drinking some wine or something. The, your thoughts weren't all the way there because no shot. She thought that that's what he needed. I mean, I assume she just did a quick Google search and she was like, no, we're going to be realistic in this family. But yeah, definitely uh, would not be the move for the kid. If I was him, I would have just said, look, the costume was forgotten. It, it looked exactly like the other two kids. It was the exact same costume, but I forgot it. Yeah. Zero yeah. percent <laughs> chance I would have gotten that on that stage in that <laughs> costume. Like I either just would have wouldn't have gone and would have been like, all right, sorry, you got to fail me. 
or gotten out and been like, look, they wear uh, regular clothes now. So this is what they wear. And I, uh, I'm i just representing them today. And uh, no shot I would have gotten out there with a rag around my uh, private area. That would have been traumatizing. I feel for this guy. That is horrible. Yeah, that's that's rough. I don't I don't know if I'd ever forgive my mom for that one. That's that's brutal. All right, this one says I was in the third grade and I overheard some kids saying Idaho, no Utaho on the playground. I had no idea what it meant, but I thought it sounded pretty cool. Fast forward to later that day in class, the girl a girl was telling us about her trip to Idaho, and I said, No Utaho, having no idea what it meant. He caught the teacher off guard, and I was on his bad side for the rest of the year. What a rush. I guess my prediction did come kind of true a few laters for the girl, though. Which is a <laughs> savage little thing to put in at the end. But I, that, that was the only way they could redeem themselves after that uh, that story. No, yeah, I'm totally just imagining this little kid on the playground, hearing some slang, and, you know, you could... You thought some things were so cool. You're like, wow, I've never even heard that word before. Oh, what does this, that mean? If the sixth graders were doing something, you're like, well, that's what I'm doing now. That's 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 it. So I promise that's how it went. They heard, overheard some sixth graders and were like, this is who I am now. And first opportunity, they went for it. I mean, it was a rhyme, to be fair, but I didn't even think the sixth graders at my school knew this. I don't even know where this would have even come from. That's wild. Yeah, probably had the probably had a a high school brother or something they heard it It just got it it gets passed down you know the game of telephone it actually didn't even start out as idaho Utah. it was something totally different but that's what one person heard it just got passed all right let's move along to the next one we have here it says in first grade i crap my pants not an entire log or whatever you call it but just one ball no one noticed and we were in the hallway so i just shook it out of my pants I was able to convince everybody that it was an acorn. <laughs> also, this was in the front in front of the bathroom door. <laughs> okay, a few things. <laughs> Starting off the story with in the first grade, I crap my pants. Is <laughs> I mean that's all, that's an all time way to start a story right there. But then it gets down to the acorn part, and I don't know how you managed to pull that off because this is a stinky acorn. Yeah. <laughs> Just acorn all mush. I mean, it just look, looks just like poop. Everybody knows what poop looks like. Like, it wouldn't have been, but like, uh, wow, I've never seen this thing before. I guess it is an acorn. Like, I don't know how he pulled that off, but kudos. <laughs> Why do you have an acorn falling out of your leg? Bro? Yeah, that's we, another good question. Oh, yeah. You just look yeah. an acorn <laughs> and fall it out. I, I keep all my acorns just in my pants. You know, they fall out sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's actually amazing, like, quick on your feet for a first grader. I feel like most first graders would just instant reaction cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this it's first grade also, yeah, very smart. Very impressive, but also uh, they were way ahead of their time because if everybody else believed them, they were surrounded by a bunch of morons. Like There's no, there's a 0% chance anybody should have believed that that was an acorn unless they had never seen an acorn before. <laughs> Granted, I don't know what this little uh, nugget of poop looked like. Maybe it looked just like an acorn. But I really, I really doubt it. <laughs> yeah, that is actually an amazing story. I just, yeah. <laughs> right. What came out of your pants? Oh, just one of the acorns I keep in my butt. <laughs> yeah. Apparently there were a lot of bathroom accidents at school because the next one we have also involves that. So kids, if you're listening, it's okay. Just swing by the bathroom, use it real quick so that you don't end up on our podcast in a few years. 
They didn't learn their lesson. Might have been the same person that sent this in. We'll never tell. They said, when I was in the fourth grade, I peed on the school bus while going home. I was the last person to get off, and everyone saw my pee go back and forth on the bus whenever the driver sped up or hit the brakes. It's still awesome. Oh my gosh, just the puddle moving around. That's horrifying. What if you were, you know, like in front of or behind her, and you're just like lifting your feet up to like let the stream go in there and come back? You see the tide coming in and watch it happen. The yellow oh tide, yeah, they haunt school buses to this day. You're I'm more impressed better. by the volume of liquid that came out of this person. I mean, they must have really had to go if, if it was enough to get a nice puddle moving around the bus. That's tragic. Do you think it was going side to side or just forward and backwards? Oh, I mean, when you had a left or a right turn, it's taken a curve for oh. sure. I mean, mainly forward and back, but, you know, if they speed up going around, you know, around the corner, <laughs> that thing for sure is getting shot off to the side. So more exposure for everybody, which is... I mean, it's really unfortunate. If if I got that on my shoes because somebody on the bus peed themselves, I would be, I'd be pretty upset. No, yeah, that would be horrible. And yeah, you're right. You're you're on the very beginning of your bus ride home. There's nothing you can do until you get home. You're just stranded there, watching that stream go wherever the current is going to take it. That's uh, that's horrifying. And there were like more bathroom stories as well. A lot of people. Apparently did crap themselves or pee their pants. And now that I'm hearing that it's so common and I'm thinking back and I never did in elementary, I'm patting myself on the back for that one. I'm pretty proud of myself because it seems like most people did. Yeah, I had no idea this was so common. I mean, maybe it's just one of those things we block out. Maybe everybody does it and we don't. We just have the the trauma blockers come up and we don't remember anything, but. Yeah, I, I think that I was pretty poop-free at school. I think I did all right on that front. So, did you ever throw up at school? Um, not that I, I mean, not that I remembered. I probably did, but I don't. Re- I don't remember. I remember other people throwing up, and it was super gross. It seemed like people were throwing up all the time in school. Oh yeah, at the end of early grades, all the time. Yeah, and the janitor would come in, and he'd always put like the little powder on it. I guess it dries it out, right? It would just be gone, dude. It would evaporate a throw up so fast. The janitor had it down at our school where somebody would puke right on the floor and we'd be back learning in the next five minutes because he'd just come. That thing smelled like a blend of every household chemical, though. It smelled like mm-hmm. we shouldn't have been smelling it. It smelled yeah. horrible. Yeah, they, I, I don't know if they kick the students out of the class or not when they do that. They probably should, though, because... There's definitely some toxic chemicals in that thing. I mean, those poor janitors have got to have like a third arm growing out that they have to like keep cutting off every month. Dude, imagine drying out crusty puke and then scraping it off the floor every day. What a job. What a oh my job. gosh. <laughs> That's funny that you remembered the powder because the powder was like the big thing that I remembered to do. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't really remember specific instances of people puking. I just remember the janitor coming in and dumping dust on it, and then it was, like, magically better, and we could just go right back to class. I just remember all the time, like, kids would come in from recess, and they never did it outside. I don't remember a single kid throwing up at recess. They'd wait, they'd walk into the classroom and just be like, and right there, just, and because there was always the strip of tile in the back of the classroom, and then it would, like, start the the uh, carpet where all the desks were and stuff. But in the back, there was, like, area to hang up your backpacks, and there was a little, like, tile there. Not once did it ever happen on tile. They walked onto that carpet, and that's that's right where they would throw up every time. So, 
Yeah, I don't think I ever saw a garbage can get hit either. It was always on carpet. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't believe we didn't get any throw-up stories with all the uh, Ian Poon stories we got. It's probably but... just because it's so common. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's that's normal. True. It, 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 if anybody ever got it on a desk, though, I'd be interested to hear that story. So send it to It's him. a nice pile. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> they throw that desk away. That's disgusting. All right. Well, I think we covered a lot of good school stories. So hopefully if you're going back to school... Uh, this was able to remind you of a terrible time you had in elementary school or help you realize that, you know, back to school is not so bad now that you're a little bit older and not having to worry about all the number one and two accidents that could potentially happen. So, Blake, you got anything else for the listeners today before we head out? I do not. Thanks for sending things in, though. It, it's It's always fun to share your stories. Yeah, we appreciate it, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace out. Congrats on making it all the way to the end. We hope you enjoyed the show. You are now officially part of the PM and the AM fan base, the morning people, and we are super pumped to have you here. Now that you're a part of the crew, please share the episode with a friend and make sure to check out the rest of our shows and social media content for more hilarious brackets, crazy questions, and an overall great time. Thanks for listening. It truly means a lot to us, and we'll catch you guys next week.